Hi there, I'm Tony Reese, and welcome to another episode of Humanize Profit. And as always, I am joined by Craig Poole, the general manager of Doubletree by Hilton Reddy. Hi, Tony. Thanks Hello. for having me here today. Absolutely. So today's going to be an interesting episode. We're talking about humanizing profit not becoming an afterthought. Exactly. So what does that mean exactly? Well, what it means is, well, it means to me that uh, a lot of people today are reacting to because they weren't humanizing the profit previously, now they're reacting to spending even more money. And the, this morning, as we talked earlier, this morning on LinkedIn, there was a, a, a few quick vlogs, and I wanted to read one, okay. if, you, if, if I you permitted to Absolutely. do it. Absolutely. It says, in a bid to attract and retain more workers, some warehouses around the US are getting tech-like office amenities. Companies are offering perks such as coffee bars, gyms, and better lighting to woo workers and keep them happier in a job that often demands intensive labor. The trend comes in response to record low unemployment along with booming e-commerce and logistics industries. And you know, Tony, when I read that this morning, my immediate thought was humanizing profit. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, geez, um, they're adding all these amenities to keep people and to retain them and to get people where if they would have humanized their profits and they would have put more people on, if they would have not been driving it, uh, driving people so they're so worn out and they're making bad decisions because they're tired and they're being forced to almost labor camp sometimes. Now they're reacting to this through amenities. Mm. Which is which is nice, but if they're still not treating the people right, if they're still, uh, if they don't put enough people on to service the guests or the client, they're still gonna, they're adding ice cream shops and all these amenities, which are cool. But the cool thing is, is when you take care of the people that work for you first. Mm -hmm. And ice cream shop is a, an afterthought, mm -hmm. where I should have paid them more, I should have treated them better, I should have, most likely they should have had more people doing the, the work. And as we talked in previous shows, it's my opinion, and of course I look at hospitality, and I've watched how we used to have so many different people working so many jobs, and it was fun to work in. And now these big companies, they, they, well, they, run run, they want to run these businesses through data, and they want to run them they don't even know what's going on because they, they live in an Eiffel Tower somewhere and they don't see what's going on at the business level, at the point of impact. And um, they're driving hotels and other businesses, restaurants, they don't have enough help on, retails doesn't have enough help on. If you don't have enough help on, you can't make a sale. You know, we're still in a revenue producing business no matter what happens. Right. Or, but they're in a cost control business not revenue anymore and you can't cost control yourself to profits and when you do cost control yourself at the, at the extreme that these these industries have done the last 20 30 years your assets go away your people go away and now they're trying to make up for it because unemployment's different here when we built this hotel we decided because we own and operate it let's put the right amount of people on let's overstaff and what what will happen if we overstaff well the result is you get higher retention, better people, better service. We have the number one market share in two counties, 
from Allen, Berks County and Lehigh Valley, we have number one market share of hotels. You have a higher rate and you have a higher occupancy because people want to come here because they're treated differently. Mm-hmm. Not because I had to add a, a uh, ice cream bar. But you see, before I even opened, mm-hmm. I said, I'm not going to have an ice cream bar. I didn't, I didn't even think of ice cream bars. What I thought of was the people that work here need to eat good. How we do it is we say great food isn't just meant for rich people. It's meant for poor people. It's meant for lying people. So here we give great food to everybody that works here. So that wasn't I'm, – I'm glad you made that point because I was thinking that as you were saying it. From your perspective, the strategy you put in place first to build a foundation is let's care about the people who are going to work here. Right. Which is different than giving them a perk. So – Eating good food is not a perk. It's care. It's a necessity. Right. And that's what you've done. Is you, you, that's part of the humanizing piece of this culture, correct? Ah, 100%. And, and, and that's a great interpretation. Thank you. But, yeah, we did it way ahead of time. We, didn't, we're, we weren't reacting to anything. We were thinking, what is the right way to humanize your business? Mm-hmm. How do you look at everybody that works here? How much capacity can they do in a day? You know, it, I'm going to just go to hotels because I know it pretty well. When, 20, 40, 50 years ago, a, a housekeeper cleaned 16 rooms. And they had two sheets, of two pillows, and a couple of amenities in it. 50 years later, they have heavy beds, eight sheets, blankets, six pillows, 12 pillows, and all this stuff. And they're, and they're still cleaning 16 and even more, some hotels are making them clean 21 rooms. And that's the standard operating procedure that people have gotten to. This hotel, they clean 12 to 14. But our guest scores are the highest. Our return factor is the highest. And it's not a, it's our secret sauce. Our secret sauce is we're doing it the right way and we're treating people the right way. And it's profitable. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why companies are continuing to try to burn people up. And now they're trying to make up with things and not people. It goes back to people. People care about people first. And um, I think it's nicer doing all these amenities. But my, my goodness, if you're not taking care of the people that work for you, those amenities are going to be trashed. They don't care. Mm-hmm. It, it's a shift, isn't it? It's a shift to think, I'm going to put, an, I'm going to scoop them ice cream. I'm going to give them a pizza party. I'm going to do whatever. But that's not addressing, that's really putting a Band-Aid thinking that in a momentary transaction of ice cream, I'm going to make you happy rather than a fundamental culture of care. You know what? Give them time to think. Don't burn them out. Add, instead of putting an ice cream factory inside your place, put one more person in so they can do their work better. You know, there's there's so much slack they take away. Mm -hmm. I read a report the other day about how, how airlines used to, before we grew and before it became data, how airlines would be able to fly. If there was a glitch somewhere, they were able to get around it. But now because they're trying their data, they're trying to get all they can and squeeze as much out of time as they can. If there's any glitch, now the airlines are six hours behind, 10 hours behind. It's not hard. Don't stack it up. Mm-hmm. Don't try to condense it into every moment because the pay, there's, at the end, there's no payoff. Mm-hmm. There's zero payoff. We knew when we opened this that we would save all the money and extra labor by having no workman's compensation, no lawsuits, and um, no unemployment. And those, if I took those costs and got rid of those, 
and they didn't they weren't escalating every year like they do in most companies I could apply that same money that I saved to extra labor so I don't have that and that's what happened here mm -hmm. so when you and I started doing this I wanted to say I'm not I'm not the right what I'm doing is right what I'm doing is working and I'm trying to share it with businesses all around that listen to these podcasts that there's another way it's old it's still old school but it still works uh, actually old school is now new school <laughs> thank goodness <laughs> thank goodness and it's coming back around and people better get on it I, I get a, um, I'm just a guy that has a hotel in Reading PA that we're doing pretty good but people all over the country are calling from mostly human resource companies Sherms. I speak at various Sherm groups, you know, Society of um, Human uh, Resource human Management. Resource I, management. Mm -hmm. I spoke there this week. Sports complexes. They're, they're not hotels that are calling me. They're, they're people calling saying, what can we do about our culture? What can we do? And, and my answer is always, I, I can tell you what to do, but we need to get to the who's running your company. That person has to buy in. And they have to realize that Maybe they're they're off the grid a little bit, and they need to they need to see what's really going on in the world. Maybe they need to get out of their offices and go sit on a curb, or go walk through the machine shop, or go walk through their business and feel it from a customer's point. Mm -hmm. It's not fair to walk into a, a, a clothes shop and not being able to get anybody to wait on you because you're not going to buy. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not fair. To these uh, robot um, answering machines. We have one here. We're getting rid of it, by the way. Oh. Because, and, you, and it's your voice on it, which is just lovely. <laughs> well, we're going to use it for emergency. But what happened is lazy is lazy becomes a strategy. We just accepted it. And that you, you probably, we might lose, I'm, I'm guessing we lose three, $400,000 in incremental income because, not because of your, you, but because we don't answer the phone. I understand completely. So I met with everybody here this week. I said, they got to go away. We're not saving money. Mm -hmm. We're add another person on. Even myself, I mean, I'm saying, as I speak with you and I learn for myself, I see where we're not making money, and we're, so we're going to add another person on to answer phones. That would be taboo in a big company. You can't do that. You're going to crash. Well, taboo is losing $400,000, $200,000 in income. It'll return, the return on investment's going to be right in our face. It's going to take minutes, and we're going to track it and data it to make sure we think we're right, so we're going to track it. So we're going back to saying a front desk clerk can only check so many people in and handle so many phone calls and at a time. So we're going to add that in now um, through humanizing profit, even our own selves. So it's all about the transaction. And as part of your strategy, using the word profit as an acronym, which is performance, resilience, opportunity, freedom, innovation, and transaction. In this episode, this was all about other leaders in other organizations taking a look at their transactions, whether it's if they think that an ice cream parlor or a pizza party is going to sustain a culture and drive humanizing profit, it won't. They have to go back to the beginning of the human transaction upon the hire, the culture. That's what you're talking about, looking at the human transaction of your people in a completely different way. Right, and the humanizing profit of the guests and the client. Yes. Because they're suffering. They they suffer from us, our cost reductions, mm -hmm. and that's not a good thing to do. They won't come back. If they don't come back, you're not going to stay in business. 
Craig, another great episode of Human Thank Eyes you. Profit. I look forward to the next one. So Thanks. for now, till next time. Thank you. <laughs>